Hi, you're listening to The Graph. Welcome back. I'm your host, Joe Allgood, and today our guest uh, that is speaking with me is managing editor, Samantha Tory. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being on the podcast, Samantha. Um, and we are talking today about a recent article in the graphic and a topic on everyone's minds, um, something that Samantha wrote as well, a change in methodology, Pepperdine drops in rank. So, Samantha, what is the uh, basically the gist of the story? Yeah, so on September 18th, U.S. News and World Report released their rankings for their 2023-2024 um, academic year of best colleges and universities. And Pepperdine University dropped from its previous ranking at number 55 in 2022-23, to 23, 21 spots down to 76. Now, U.S. News and World Report also said, and I'm using their wording, that they have significantly changed their methodology. So they both removed certain aspects that Pepperdine and schools like Pepperdine traditionally do well in, such as class sizes, and added some new metrics to kind of um, have an increased emphasis on things such as social mobility. So that kind of comes in with like first year retention rates and graduation rates. So um, that change in methodology is what we want to focus on here. So let's just get right into it and figure out what some of those changes are. All right, Sam, so what uh, what are the big changes here? We've got them in front of us in the article. And also, if you haven't read it, please uh, please do that. Pull it up. Uh, listen alongside if you'd like as well. Um, so we've got a couple big infographics here. Just uh, tell us about those, Sam. Yeah, so these two infographics, and they're in the changes section of the article. Not so humble plug. Um, but yeah, so they basically are a pie chart, and they represent the percentage makeup of the scores from 2022 to 2023, and then 2023 to 24. Um, so in the 2023 to 24, we see something that's big is that graduation rates went from 17.6% of the score to 21% of the score in 20, um, for 2023 to 24. Something else is class sizes, which was 8% in 2022 to 23, no longer um, exists. <laughs> for 23 to 24 like they still actually score it but it's not on um the part of the, the rankings ranking. yeah. yeah so that's interesting and then something else is this new category which is the research category and that makes mm -hmm. up four percent and that's completely new it wasn't um in 2023 it wasn't in 2022 to 23 yeah definitely take a, a look there's also some other changes there small things i mean everything got adjusted uh, at least a little bit, it seems like. Um, and, but those, those are the categories I think that are the yeah. most, uh, the biggest changes. Um, and then I'm also noticing we've got a change in graduation rate performance, uh, going up from 8% to 10%. Um, and a couple of other things. Terminal degree faculty, that isn't mm -hmm. mentioned. And if you look at the pie chart, so research isn't really its own category, but that's, 
um, like field weighted cita- citation impact. And we'll get into that. Yeah. Um, and also like citations per publication. Also, um, when they're looking at social mobility, they also start including first generation graduation rate performance um, yeah. in addition to Pell Grant. So, yeah. yeah. So a lot of a lot of stuff going on there. And uh, we'll go into more detail on those because uh, there is a lot of detail. Following the article, uh, we've got the first change in this list uh, being research. So what is the important stuff there under research, Sam? Yeah, so research accounts for 4% of a university score, and they're using a third-party system called Elsevier, which measures citations per publication. So what that means is if a university puts out one journal article, how many times is that one journal article being cited? Mm -hmm. Um, so then there's also field impact. So how much that affects, um, the field in which that article was published in and then amount of publications in the top, um, cited journals and articles. And, um, for that information, I got that from Hendrick Kilpatrick, associate dean of Zebra college and professor of mathematics. And also, um, Gabriela Yu, who is a manager of data and analytics. Mm -hmm. And they also kind of talked about how large public institutions that really fund, like have the infrastructure to really fund strong research universities where like faculty are cited super often because they're known as research universities will really do well in this ranking. And that kind of gives them the boost. Yeah. It's also university level. So all five schools. And that is kind of what goes into the research metric. Interesting. So that's, that's, uh, one of the brand new categories here, and that accounts for 4%, um, which has changed some of the ranking. Up next, uh, we have class size being a change, a big change from last year to this year. Um, what do we need to know about that, Sam? Yeah, so class size isn't the size of an incoming class. It's not the size of a graduating class. But what it is, is how big the class is at the university are. So, for example, are there a lot of big lecture hall classes like Elkins or is it really intimate kind of one on one or eight to one yeah. classes like what you would see? And Pepperdine does really well in the class size area. Um, they usually are. I think it's the factors are like classes under 20 students and then classes over 50. Mm. So there's a lot more commonly more classes under 20 than there are with over 50 students. Um, and that really did help us in the ranking. So to take that out. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, like you said, an area Pepperdine excels in, I mean, the only large classes I can think of, like really large are like Elkins, uh, where yeah. you'd have 200 people, which, um, that I think is, you know, more common at like a large state school. Um, speaking from my own experience right now, I'm in two classes that are only eight people and yeah. that's, you know, uh, very common for a lot of Pepperdine students. So, that has been completely removed from the fact in, in from the factoring of, of the ranking. And then moving on uh, to the next category that had a significant change, graduation and retention. Uh, what's the big news here, Sam? Yes. So graduation and retention rates went from 17.6% of your weighted score to 21% for universities without a usable ACT or SAT score. I know when I read that, I was like, okay, what does that mean? Like, I know I took a test score to go in here. I know people, other people have too. 
Um, and I've also like gone on and been like, oh, can I get into Pepperdine? And they like show like the range of SAT to ACT. Yeah. But what that do- means is how many enrolled students. So for this, I reached out to Dean Kilpatrick and um, Gabriela Yu. And I was like, what does this mean? And they basically replied and said, so it's enrolled students. 50% of them need to have reported an SAT or ACT score. So not just how like 50% of the people that applied, but like 50% of the class in Pepperdine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, that has probably changed uh, significantly the ranking because, uh, you know, COVID, there's a difference in, in how uh, classes are made up anymore now that uh, Pepperdine is test optional. Moving on, we get into something that's a bit more technical, the Pell Grant. So there are two metrics on that this year. So the first metric is just raw graduation rate. So a four-year average of the graduation rate of Pell students. And then there was another on top of that, which is the comparative rate. So it's Pell Grant recipients at Pepperdine compared to non-Pell Grant recipients. So are Pell Grant students graduating at the same rate as non-Pell Grant? Um, and they explain like, we actually really improved this year. Um, so we improved, we, I think for Pell graduation rate, like last year we were 285 yeah. <laughs> and this year we're like 36, which is an easy jump. Um, yeah, so that's 436, it says. So, yeah, so that's really good. Um, so in previous years they were multiplied this year, they're kind of added on differently and that just makes a different effect in the ranking. So for a larger school, um, that add-on percentage of Pell Grant students is a bit bigger and that kind of does also help them. Um, but among top 100 schools, we're um, number 22, I think, in terms of the comparative rate. And the reason it's counted like that is because there might be schools who aren't in the top 100 that do rank above us in this category, but out of the top 100 schools. So numbers one through 100 on that U.S. News and World Report list, we are number 22. It's also good. And yeah, and then our peer assessment score. So for the yeah. peer assessment score, that's 20%, 20% last um, year. But I think it's just something to note. So it's 20% of the ranking. It's a survey that's sent out to like presidents. They send it out to provosts. They send it to admissions officers. Um, and that's just a, where we've remained steady. So it's 3.5 out of 5. And that's just been how we were last year. Um, so that's also something that. So do you have any yeah. questions about all well, that? I That's allowed? all very interesting and, and a lot of information at once. Definitely read because there's more details in the article. Um, there's, I'm, I'm curious about a couple things. The um, graduation and retention rates. So that graduation rate uh, of students, enrolled students with SAT and ACT scores, that is uh, incoming freshmen, right? if I'm correct, or is it outgoing graduates who also have SAT and ACT? Yeah. So what they do is the graduation rate and retention rate is a six-year graduation rate. So it's the graduation rate for students who entered the university, like, I think six years ago. So Mm -hmm. it's around like 2015-ish in here. Um, I could be a year or so off, so... (laughs) Have mercy on math me. Is but math is not That's why I'm a journalism major. Yeah. Um, but for usable SAT and ACT score, I don't want to say the wrong thing, but I don't believe it is um, still because also like the trend mm-hmm. of not 
using yeah, SATs and ACTs is fairly say. new. I think that's a newer um, part of the ranking. I think that's more based on this year's or um, maybe a previous year's class, like yeah. incoming class. So it would help. So Pepperdine is still test optional for those entering mm-hmm. um, or applying to Pepperdine, um, whereas other schools may either be test optional or still test mandatory. Mm-hmm. And in those cases, the test mandatory would score higher. The test mandatory wouldn't necessarily score higher. They would just have another factor to be okay. considered. So like, for example, some of the pressure would just be off graduation and retention rates. So granted, if that test mandatory school gets a lot of people who don't test very um, highly compared to um, another school, that could actually hurt them a little bit or maybe not like slingshot them so far ahead mm-hmm. of us. But if they do really well, then that's like 5% in their favor, yeah. if that makes more sense. Yeah, that's interesting. Thank you for clearing that up. And then uh, a couple other things. I'm just, uh, I would like to ask U.S. News and World Report why the class size category was removed altogether because uh, that seems like a something I don't, I know when I was scoring schools, that was something I paid attention to and others did as well. Um, But that, do you know anything behind that reasoning? I don't know exactly behind it. Like I'm not the room. (laughs) Um, but what I think they kind of tried to focus on this year in the rankings was social outcomes. So that idea of like graduation rates, are you graduating a large pretension of your students, um, portion of your students? Is there a lot of students who are staying Are the students who are staying receiving aid? Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So like they changed also the definition of social mobility to include first generation graduation rates. So um, Pepperdine is strong in those metrics, but we just have a lower proportion of those students because, yeah, so that's where that's um, kind of coming in. But um, they're also, and Dr. Kilpatrick brought up a really good point, this idea of like why you chose to attend Pepperdine, mm-hmm. right? Like these are what these rankings are evaluating. Also evaluate why you chose to attend Pepperdine. Is that still happening? Um, and also just like, what the school, and I want to make sure I'm using the right word here, finds and like hear my air quotes here are like important. Um, not that the other factors aren't important, but maybe just what the school chooses to focus on when it's advertising um, to incoming students and what those incoming students choose to kind of focus on when they're applying. Yeah. And then uh, there's another, I'm noticing another factor on the pie chart that has changed. Graduation rate performance went up to percentage points from eight to 10. Um, what exactly is graduation rate performance? Because it's different from graduation rates and it's dis- different from the Pell Grant rates. Um, do you know what that, that one means? So graduation rate performance kind of goes back to that idea of the Pell Grant. Mm-hmm. The Pell Grant. Um, the graduation rate performance is like how Pell Grant students are um, graduating. So that's 6% where you see like I put 6% for Pell Grant, that's the two. So graduation rate performance and comparative graduation rates. Mm-hmm. Those together um, equal six. Okay. Whereas before, each of these were 2.5. So they equaled five. And then this isn't a question. I'm just fascinated by the fact that they have a peer assessment score where they ask other schools about what they think of other schools, uh, which seems very 
you know, class assignment, review your peers it's essay so, or something. It's so silly to uh, me. It's like a group project where yeah. they're like, oh, how did everyone under your group project do? And you get to like rank them. Um, I'd honestly be more interested in seeing the actual like if they give written responses, which they don't, I'm sure. But, uh, you know, if if, uh, you know, what is what is the president, the, the dean of admission of UCLA? Like, think about, about us about Pepperdine or USC or somewhere you know mm-hmm. nearby or, or across the country yeah that also, would be fascinating I also wonder if like there's like beef between rival <laughs> schools like do USC and Pepperdine yeah. kind of like passive aggressively well, go okay. at it in the peer assessment yeah. reviews um or does Michigan and like Ohio is that one <laughs> like I'm guessing they probably give each other one out of five. <laughs> five just like no yeah um that would be funny but also really bad but yeah i'm invested in that so if you work for us news and world report and want to send us that please do just uh (laughs) email it to us i won't necessarily publish it i would just like to have it yeah (laughs) all right well those are the changes um but you know that's that's a lot change and definitely look at the article look at us news and their what they wrote about it as well um but you know Moving on, what does that mean for students and what, what do students need to know, which is a section in the article, but uh, Sam, Samantha, in your, in your words, what would you say? So most of the students I spoke to had concerns um, and it kind of ranges because I also asked them all, like, did you look into why the rankings change or were you just kind of like, okay, we dropped, that's all I need to know. Um, so for one student, Jane Gonzalez, she didn't really like, she saw the ranking. She didn't look into it too much, but she's like, I have concerns. Like, are they evaluating? Like, what does that mean for the quality of my education? Are they saying that the quality of my education has gone down? Um, and she's kind of saying like that also like was a little embarrassing to her of like, oh, okay, now we dropped so much. And she's also, our tuition has gone up. <laughs> um, our executive editor last year wrote, uh, Abby Wilt wrote a really good article on that if you want to look at it. Um, and she kind of talked about how like with this rise in cost and this drop in ranking, it's kind of confusing to her of like why she's yeah. continuing to add that like this um, financial burden on herself if the school's kind of going down. So that was something she kind of brought up. Mm-hmm. Um, and she said like, if we go back up, like I'm happy with like, not happy, but she's like, a good start would even be being in the 60s. But I just kind of want to see that we're like working yeah. our way back up. Um, for another student, so Alex Constantino, he kind of said like his, the ranking wasn't a big factor in his decision to apply here. Um, but he did kind of appreciate like saying like, oh, I'm in a top 50, which, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and he said like he did research the reason and said like he knows why we drop. Like he's like, I understand that like the social mobility and like they took away class sizes. Like I understand all of that, but there he's also saying like, there's a difference between what students want and what the university believes we want um, or students want. And he's saying that's kind of where he sees that like effect in our rankings. Um, So he's saying like, he would kind of like the university to like acknowledge it or say something of like, hi, (laughs) this is why we dropped. Um, This happened. Like, what do you think we should do? Uh, and Which, so, it should be mentioned also that uh, Gash yes. did comment on this at the top of the article and, and uh, you can read that quote in there uh, mm-hmm. but there's definitely been some response yeah. from the universities 
President Gash did did um, comment on the article. He talked about how like they, the university is re- reviewing the rankings. They're going to evaluate like what that means for next year, um, what that's going to mean for like the university moving forward. He also kind of commented a little bit lower down <laughs> in the article and he kind of said like, look, our goal is to still provide students with a good education. Um, so the university, you know, did comment and then university also did release a PR. You can like go and Google like Pepperdine University ranking and there's like a PR announcement from Pepperdine kind of saying like, here's where we are. Um, here's kind of a little bit of what happened. Here's the good stuff. Um, so yeah, so that is still like the university has commented. I think he was kind of, um, Alex Constantino was kind of like, I would like to see like an email of some sort, or, like a social post, like something yeah. um, because you do kind of have to look for it a little bit. Um, and then finally, Sabrina Musharbash being top 50 was a big reason why she chose to come here, she said. And she said a big reason was because like she did get into a lot of colleges or whatever, and they all did offer her financial aid. So at some point it did kind of come down to like, okay, where are they ranked? Um, And she saw like, okay, she kind of said she was like, I was scrolling to kind of see where we are. And I saw another university that like I turned down that had given me, Mm -hmm. um, you know, funding and isn't as expensive and she was like okay and then she kind of talked about how like for her like she has this quote where she says like I see the worth of my degrees slowly declining um and yeah so that's kind of how she feels and she said like for her like she doesn't want to hear why she just is upset like she's just like I'm upset that it happened um so yeah students were pretty a little bit like everyone was a little bit disappointed that I spoke to um, understandably yeah 100 percent. but they all kind of varied on like how much they really wanted to hear the reasoning yeah i would be you know and looking to what this means for the future i would be curious to see because everyone you know of course sees the u.s rankings when they're looking at colleges or if they're in college i would be you know and this would be a hypothetical and another article but how often do employers really look at these rankings? You know, that would be an interesting question um, because at the end of the day, a degree is a degree. Um, like grad schools even, yeah. if you're applying. So um, interesting stuff, food for thought. And uh, it'll be interesting to see as well the university's response and other universities as well, because I'm sure we're not the only ones who have dropped or changed in ranking because of these changes. Yeah. Have you heard any that are significant uh, drops yeah. as well? Let me just, um, so Wake Forest, I know dropped um, in their rankings mm-hmm. and I have it somewhere. There was like a PR announcement um, oh, that I saw. From Wake Forest? Yes. So Wake Forest, um, dropped 18, not to like throw them under the bus, <laughs> but they're just who I saw. Um, they dropped like, I think 18 spots. Um, and Vanderbilt University also dropped and I saw yeah. kind of like an announcement yeah. they sent out, uh, Tulane, um, I think dropped 29. Yeah. That was um, a big one. They were 44 and now 73. Yes. So Similar to our, you know, drop. Um, and then I think NYU dropped 10. St. Louis, dro- the Washington University in St. Louis dropped out of the top 20. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> there were some drops. Um, Vanderbilt, I don't know the ex- 
exact number that they dropped, but I also know they had a drop. Vanderbilt dropped five spots from number 13 to number 18. Um, yeah. So definitely a, you know, not just a Pepperdine thing, but across the country, across higher ed in general. Um, really interesting to see and definitely, I think, indicative of just a change in higher education and the priorities there. And, it, you know, some of it's related to COVID and, and the changes that made, like the ACT stuff. But, um, yeah, I think it's kind of shaking things up. Yeah, it'll be really interesting to see how they rank it next year, too. Imagine they change it again. Yes, they'll just <laughs> keep changing funny. it every year. And then 10 years from now, it'll be like, who has the best mac and cheese in the cap? And that'll be the only... That'll knock us out of the top. Anyways, yeah, never mind. That, well, yeah, Pepperdine would fail any... <laughs> this no, is I getting too mean. Yeah, we gotta cut this. is getting too heated. <laughs> Unlike our food. Never mind. Um, <laughs> the... Yeah, there's, there's a lot here. Definitely read the article. Um, and, and do your own research if you'd like to know more. Um, but thank you, Samantha, oh. for, for expounding upon this topic and giving some answers um, to the, the questions here. And uh, thank you for listening. Uh, I am Joe Allgood, and uh, this is The Grab. is a PGM podcast production dedicated to giving listeners like you a behind-the-scenes look at some of the stories published in the Pepperdine graphic. Remember to follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you listen to your podcast. And if you'd like to let us know how we're doing, feel free to email the Pepperdine graphic or contact us on social media. And thank you for listening to The Graph.